the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today for the Monday edition. Kath has a day off, so I'll be with you here solo this today. Happy to be along. Sun shines, but that uh, that's a misnomer. Do you hear that weather forecast? A low of 10 this evening. Hey, how about your neighborhood last night? Uh, I was visiting a friend, and they their house literally was howling. I mean, the sound inside the house from the, the high winds was... It was this crazy sound that went on for hours and hours. And right up the street from our house... A big tree fell down and uh, closed our street for well most of today. So it was a heck of a night uh, weather-wise. How about uh, the heck of the night uh, on the television, on the tube? Did you choose to watch the Oscars? Now, I know the Oscars are not um, <clears throat> a um, politically correct or a, a socially correct thing to watch t- uh, in today's uh, sort of contentious world that we live in. But I, I kind of like watching the Oscars. First of all, I like movies. I like movies. And I think people of, you know, of a certain age or maybe it's not even a generational thing. I just think people like to watch movies despite what Netflix and Amazon Prime have done to movies, which is fabulous as far as I'm concerned. There's something about going inside a darkened movie theater with a group of people, right? Mostly strangers unless you you're bringing your wife and your kids or whatever. And you're all enjoying the same experience together at the same time. I love it. I just love the movies. And so the Oscars, the celebration of all things movies, well, it should be fun. It should be a good time. But instead, it's become this really deeply divide across America. I'm looking at uh, today's headlines in the PG. That One of the headlines reads, The big Oscar win by Green Book leaves many frustrated. Now, of course, Green Book, if you don't know, won the Oscar last night as Best Picture of the Year. I, the Oscars, as weird as they are, to tr- it's hard to it's hard to put a you know a blue ribbon around a piece of art. What separates the beauty of the Green Book as opposed to what? A Star is Born, or any other of the films that were nominated for Best Pictures. I think they were all excellent movies, for the most part. Right? If you like movies, I think if you sat down and you watched Roma, you think, oh, that's a great film. I'd be happy to see that again. The Green Book, I love The Green Book. I'd be happy to see that again. A Star is Born, it goes on and on. But to elevate one above the others, it's just kind of fun, that's all. It's a competition. And I don't think that... The world sort of turns upon that. But in today's culture, we make it so. Award shows like last night's Oscar ceremonies, they've become, what, um, battlegrounds in the representation wars, partly because they have large audiences and it symbolizes mainstream culture. And and to win an Oscar signals a, a certain sort of, what, cultural currency, 
the show that gets read as capsules of the entire culture. And so then every aspect of the movie and of the awards ceremony itself, their presentation gets evaluated demographically. From nominees and winners to presenters to performers, speeches, audience in the auditorium, right down to people's dresses and their shoes. And, well, speaking of dresses and shoes, how about Pittsburgh's own Billy Porter? Billy Porter, he is a a product of the East Liberty neighborhood, a huge star here locally, a huge star. He was a big star at Kappa. Then he was working at City Theater, the Civic Light Opera, went on to Broadway where he starred in Kinky Boots. Now he's got his own primetime TV show. He was wearing a dress last night. Billy Porter was wearing a dress last night at the um, the red carpet. And <laughs> there's a clip of, of Glenn Close, who I thought was going to win. I think everybody thought was going to win the, the Oscar finally after seven tries for the film The Wife. Highly recommended The Wife. And there's a film clip of Glenn Close sort of looking from the red carpet askance at Billy Porter. I mean, it's funny unto itself. Say what you will. you got to give the guy credit. I, he's got some chutzpah. Some would say uh, a little over the top, but okay. You say you see a gay African American man, and he brings it. And man, did he bring it! The thing looked like it was like a, gi- a gigantic sweep of velvet. Thank you. It's John Hall's fashion rules. There's Billy Porter last night at the Oscars. Okay, I, I liked it. People are upset about it today, and um, again, it's just the movies. Just the movies. We're going to talk a little later on the show with uh, Tim Muehlhoff. He joins us from Biola University to talk about uh, the films that were shown last night and a Christian perspective of it, how Christians look at uh, movies and especially what the Oscars can teach us about family represented this year in the Oscars. Hey, um, let me talk to you about this for a second. You know, uh, we like to think of us ourselves here. And even though the mills, for the most part, have long since gone, what, there's one mill working within western Pennsylvania, I think, one big mill, we tend to think of ourselves as sort of that, you know, that mill hunk kind of people, don't we? Well, Wallet Hub, a study from a, a, web, a web company called Wallet Hub, says that Pittsburghers are the 103rd hardest working group in the United States. 103rd. Okay. Oh, hang on a second. Uh, Pittsburgh. We, we have to prove that wrong, right? Pittsburgh's a blue-collar town. What about our, our gruff, steel-working image? What about our driven, growling, high-tech hub image? What about uh, our winning sports teams? So Wallet Hub looked at all these different cities, 10 key metrics like average hours worked per week, employment rate, rate workers with multiple jobs, commuter time, unused vacation days, what they found that Pittsburgh ranked 103rd out of 116 cities. Yow. How about that? 103rd out of 116 cities. That's pretty much near the bottom of the list. Let me see. Let me, I'll go to the very bottom of the list here. The least hardest working city in the country is Detroit, Michigan. And upwards, 
Burlington, Vermont, Buffalo, New York, Cleveland, Newark, Columbia, Providence, Rhode Island, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Fresno, California, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, Pittsburgh's at 103. Holy smokes. Okay, let's see. The hardest working cities in the country. I'll go from 10 forward. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeda, South Dakota. Uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Number nine, Austin, Texas, number eight, Aurora, Colorado, number seven, Denver, Colorado, number six, Plano, Texas, number five, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia is number four, Irving, Texas, number three, San Francisco, San Francisco is number two. The hardest working city in the country is Anchorage, Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. No surprise there. You think about those people in Anchorage. That's a stalwart, hardy group. But uh, Pittsburgh, 103? 103? Like we're some lazy bums? 103 out of 116 cities. I don't know. I'd call for a recount. Take a break. Come back. We got more ahead. We're going to go to the White House, as we always do. Greg Clugston joins us. The president about to embark to Vietnam for what could be a historic meeting with the North Koreans. That's next. Stick around. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. A title deed proves you own a valuable piece of property. But when it comes to the most valuable possession of all, your salvation, what proof do you have that it's yours for keeps? Join John MacArthur as he shows you why God won't let you go. That's the title of his study this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Now on a brand new night, it's Word FM Skate Night at Neville Rollerdrome. The first Wednesday of the month, join Kenny Woods and a live Word FM audience and skate to your favorite CCM hits with prizes and giveaways 6.30 to 9 p.m. You could win a free skate night for your family or youth group. Admission $7. Skate rental just three more. Pastors and youth pastors skate free. Word FM Skate Night at Neville Rollerdrome beginning Wednesday, March 6th. Groups over 30 must register in advance. Email info at skatenrd.com. Switchfoot, the Native Tongue Tour, coming to you live this Wednesday, 8 p.m., Carnegie Music Hall of Homestead, with special guests Colin House and Tyson Matzenbacher. Switchfoot, playing songs from their amazing new album, Native Tongue, available now. Reserve seat tickets are on sale now at librarymusichall.com or by calling one 877 4 Ticks. Switchfoot, produced by Dresky Entertainment. If you don't need snow to have an adult snow day, just head to eBay. Whether your idea of fun is binging bad TV under a fuzzy blanket in the Northeast, skateboarding barefoot in SoCal, or strapping on crampons and scaling a 10,000-foot Alaskan glacier, eBay can help you turn a free day into a me day and make the most of your money shopping ebay deals with our best price guarantee plus free shipping on millions of items if it's happening on your adult snow day it's happening on ebay go to JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com for half price deals now offering deals from nine auntie Anne's pretzels locations taipei chinese food in fox chapel and the fairfield inn and suites by marriott near the airport get these half price deals and more at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. 
Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. As we start 2019, we so much appreciate the support of one of our newest clients, Grove City College. So thanks to everyone at GCC. John and I and everyone here at the Ride Home are grateful for your partnership. Every week we start off with Greg Clugston, who joins us from SRN News, where Greg is the White House correspondent. Greg, friend, how are you today? Happy Monday to you. Hey, I'm good, John. Great to be back. Thanks. Thank you. Our pleasure. Okay, Greg, this is going to be a big week for the president, uh, but there's a lot going on. Talk talk to us first about uh, the emergency declaration that is brewing. Right. So this is going to be a planned vote tomorrow on Capitol Hill in the House chamber. So the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, wants to put everybody on record uh, condemning I mean, that's the goal from the Democrats' perspective of denouncing or condemning the president's declaration of a national emergency uh, for the border so that he could get border wall money through that, uh, through that executive action. Right. So it's obviously the Democrats control the House, as we all know, and uh, it's widely expected to pass, meaning the, the condemnation of the declaration by the president. And so then... Uh, it will go to the Senate, where its passage or failure is a little—it's—it's it's a little less known exactly how that's going to play out. Because there have been any number of Republican senators, um, while they may support the president on other issues, they're not big fans of this emergency declaration that he announced a couple of weeks ago. And so that will sort of put pressure on Republicans. I mean, it, it certainly puts pressure on Republicans in the House who are also concerned because it's putting, you know, their vote on the table and uh, it's making a record of, of whether or not the Republicans want to actually cast a vote against the president. So I it'll see. be interesting to see how it plays so out. So does the vote matter, Greg? I mean, say the vote is overwhelmingly uh, in, in favor of not allowing an emergency declaration. Does that mean that this won't move forward? Well, it's possible, although the White House and the president himself has said that he would veto this measure. So it's a little, it's a little bit more involved than just symbolism here. And uh, the resolution, if it were to pass both chambers of Congress, then it would actually go to the president. And he has said that he would 100% veto it, which is, uh, which is somewhat noteworthy because he has not vetoed any measure during his tenure in office yet. So this would be the first time, if it, if it passed both the House and the Senate. And the White House firmly is believing that there would not be the two-thirds majority then in Congress to override the presidential veto. So it'll, this is just step one tomorrow with the House vote. I see. So uh, it effectively, I think, for at least from Nancy uh, Pelosi's perspective, that it puts people on the record. So even yeah. if it doesn't move forward, the measure fails, so to speak, then as the elections start to take place and Congress and Senate goes before their, their assembly, they go, they're on record yay or nay. That's exactly right. So that way political opponents of Republicans could say either – 
you know, why did you support the president's, you know, move, right. which was, in their opinion, so wrong, or vice versa, use it to, you know, just just use it for political purposes, in other words. I see. Okay. So uh, let's move forward then, uh, because there's a lot of international news as well. Uh, Vice President Pence is uh, headed to Venezuela, right? And uh, that's a really weird situation there. Can you describe what's going on in Venezuela? Yeah, it is. Um, it just it's, it's interesting. He's just making a day trip today. In fact, he's already back on his uh, aircraft, oh. uh, Air Force Two, and is on his way back. He left early this morning, about 4 a.m., and, and didn't fly all the way to Venezuela, but there was a meeting in Bogota, Colombia, with the opposition leader from Venezuela, so and as well as other other members of uh, regional governments. And so this was really a, an, an effort to sort of rally the leaders um, who are concerned about what's happening in Venezuela. And um, as you know, and your listeners I'm sure know, that the, the President Trump and, and the uh, Trump administration have essentially backed this opposition leader, Juan Guaido, and are wanting the removal of the uh, the current president of Venezuela, whom they say is a dictator, Nicolas Maduro. And so it's interesting because, and a little messy too, potentially, because the president and the administration have sent some signals that they're willing to possibly use U.S. military force at some point, if if they viewed it necessary to seek a seek a change of power there, wow, wow, wow. so there still are some there are some military forces that are loyal to the current or the existing uh, Venezuelan president. But the U.S. and a lot of other countries do not believe that he is legitimately in power. So it's that power struggle right now. And the pres and the vice president uh, during his uh, just a few hours visit to Bogota earlier today did announce some new economic sanctions trying to squeeze, you know, put more pressure on the Venezuelans, uh, at least in power, but then also offering tens of millions more dollar of, uh, dollars of humanitarian aid, which so far Maduro has been blocking. He's blocking humanitarian assistance from entering his country. Uh, for the people that are suffering as a result. So wow. it's a very tragic situation. It, it's fascinating. Now, uh, there are people who are saying, well, th- if this was Haiti, uh, this would be a, you know, a non-story. The, the fact of the matter is that the United States is uh, directly involved in this story because it's our relationship with Venezuela and our interest in oil money. Uh, can you talk about that? I mean, is this purely an economic thing? It doesn't feel it's like just like a humanitarian thing. Yeah, there has been some there have been some concerns raised about that and why the president has decided to take uh, a more uh, potentially interventionist approach to uh, to this situation whereas he has he has said, look, we don't want to get in, you know, the United States doesn't need to be the police officer of the world and right. get involved in uh in global conflict yet uh, he's been very forceful about denouncing Maduro and his government and uh, and wanting a change of power. And Vice President Pence has been very explicit um, in you know with the rhetoric that he's been using as well, not just today, but in previous speeches about the brutality of Maduro and and the real need for leadership change there. But in terms of oil, that can't be ignored either because um, there. The thing is that Venezuela used to be such a rich and successful 
capitalist, uh, you know, economy. And uh, under Maduro's leadership, it has really uh, fallen on hard times. And so there are concerns about, you know, the resources there in the oil reserves and, and what that would do for the, for the global oil community. So it's a mixture of, of genuine concern for what's happening to the people there, uh, many who have been fleeing to neighboring countries. But also there is certainly the, the, the oil aspect to the whole Story. Fascinating. Greg Clugston is with us. Greg joins us from SRN News, where he is the White House correspondent. So international travel uh, with the administration right now. The president, President Trump, is uh, has left D.C., and he is now headed to Vietnam. Uh, Greg, can you fill us in on that as well? Right. Well, this is uh, summit number two upcoming later this week with the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. Remember the big spectacle last what, June in Singapore right. when, when the two leaders got together? Uh, we had not seen that with an American president and a leader of North Korea in, uh, in, in you know, many, many years, certainly. And it was a big spectacle. And so this is a, a follow-up meeting to that. The president has been talking about the need for denuclearization, wanting the North Koreans to scale back on their nuclear program so that there can be a more peaceful coexistence on the Korean Peninsula when you're talking about Japan and South Korea, and of course China is there as well. And so there just are a lot of questions going into this summit, John, in terms of uh, you know what exactly can be accomplished, because some critics have said that there wasn't a lot accomplished in the first meeting, although the White House and the President himself argue that, look, just the fact that we're sitting down and talking we are not fighting. There's no more you know, missile testing going on that is evident to the world. Uh, there were some initial steps made toward returning um, U.S. military remains from North Korea back to the United States. So there have been uh, some positive things, and the rhetoric has certainly uh, died down from the early days of the Trump administration. So we'll, we'll just have to see exactly what may come of this meeting uh, with these with these two leaders as they they meet face to face for the second time in less than a year. Yes, I think it's fascinating, and you know, anytime two leaders meet face to face, you would expect or you would hope that good things come from it. Now, of course, there's always the um, the naysayers, the, those who are cynical amongst us, who say, "Well, the reason that President Trump is doing this is because he desires more than anything a Nobel Peace Prize." Can you speak to that? Right. Well, he he certainly likes to be, you know, portrayed. He, he likes the the theater of of these kinds of events. He likes the the world stage and obviously the the global attention that he and Kim will be receiving. So, just being just just knowing, you know, how this president responds to, you know, those kinds of situations, uh it's easy to say, okay, uh, you know, you can have this big display, you can have the spectacle of the summit, you know, the handshaking and signing of documents, but what are the concrete results? Yes. That is what a lot of people are going to be looking for. Uh, you know, on the, on, the, on the lighter side, I was uh, hearing earlier today that, you know, this is Hanoi, uh, Vietnam is, is serving as the host location, and apparently uh, barber shops are very busy um, offering either... Uh, Kim, Kim haircuts or Donald Trump style haircuts, <laughs> and uh, I guess it's just a huge business thing ahead of the summit. So there's a lot of uh, you know, economic input going into Vietnam, so yeah. they make him out ahead of all this. That's good. Anything to make a buck, you got to admire that. You really do. 
<laughs> Greg Clarkson joins us from SRN News. Okay, Greg, so uh, we sort of run the gamut here, talking about the emergency declaration, Venezuela, Vietnam. Let's come back to, closer to where you are in Maryland. Apparently there is a 40-foot-high concrete cross that has been around for many, many decades that uh, commemorates those fallen soldiers from World War One. And now this cross apparently is under attack, and the the story and the the, the court fight is headed to the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. It, this is a a story that has been going through the uh, the the courts and the federal court system for uh, for several years now. And you're right; it has reached the United States Supreme Court. Arguments are going to be made before the Supreme Court justices on Wednesday of this week. And it's it's simply interesting because, as you just mentioned, you know this cross has been in place for decades, and it uh, it resembles you know the the World War One era military crosses uh, that you know dot cemeteries in Europe. Right. And so this is obviously a large one on display uh, on a highway uh, in Maryland, and you have uh, you have groups that are saying that. It should not be on public land. It needs to be moved to private land because since it's sitting on government land, they argue, uh, it is a government endorsement of Christianity, whereas military families and others say even though it is a cross, which is uh, a symbol of Christianity, this has uh, long been seen simply as a war memorial, and they think it should stay put. So. This is interesting, of course, because you have a newly constituted Supreme Court. You've got Brett Kavanaugh, and you've got obviously the the two, um, you know, Trump nominees uh, hearing this case with a, a decidedly leaning conservative court now. And so we'll just have to see. It'll be several months, of course, before we hear what the uh, the final ruling is. But the arguments are taking place on Wednesday. I see. So uh, the the main uh, the American Humanist Association. The, these people, are, you know, sort of anti-religious people. This is not an isolated case, but it's rare that a case like this would finally make its way up to the Supreme Court. And uh, I think people uh, of good faith are curious and and prayerful that uh, perhaps the cross would stay in its rightful place after all these many decades. Sure, and uh, it's interesting because you have uh, not just uh, those who are concerned about religious liberty and uh, you know what this may mean for religious freedom in this country, um, arguing or supporting the, the right of this cross to remain uh, standing where it is, but you have an, a lot of non-religious or secular organizations and government agencies who are also saying, look, uh, we have a right to do this, and uh, there's been no controversy for decades, and it's simply a, a, a tribute to those who uh, gave up their lives in World War One, um, and so some of the so it's it's a mixed bag of supporters. Some who see it as a uh, religious issue, others see it as simply just a freedom of speech issue. But they're they're joining forces and and they're hoping to get a victory at the Supreme Court. I see. Well, Greg, thanks an awful lot. We always appreciate uh, your clear-eyed perspective of the goings-on uh, locally, nationally, and internationally as you join us from SRN News. Thank you again. Okay, take care, John. Thanks. Our pleasure. Greg Clugston, Salem Radio Network, SRN News, White House correspondent. More about Greg at wordfm.com. It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income. Checking off all the boxes. But there's one box we haven't checked off. 
What's that? Life insurance. We don't need to think about that now. We're young. That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get. But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at getethos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. And no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars. You can apply online in just 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Let's do it. Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night? I'm sure we can think of something. (laughs) Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. Getethos.com. Getethos.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Compassion International presents Casting Crowns Only Jesus Tour. With very special guest, Zach Williams and Austin French. Casting Crowns. Performing songs from their brand new album, Only Jesus, along with many of your favorite Casting Crowns hits. Casting Crowns Only Jesus Tour. With very special guests, Zach Williams and Austin French. Live at PPG Paints Arena, 7 p.m. Saturday, March 9th. Less than 2,000 seats remain at ppgpaintsarena.com. Looking for a challenging, hands-on education? One that fosters curiosity, builds confidence, and cultivates a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and more. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve at jubileecs.org. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Winds will lessen this evening. It'll be cold with increasing clouds tonight, low near 20, with the wind chill dipping toward 10. Tomorrow, you'll see mainly cloudy skies, staying cold with a high near 30 tomorrow. Partly cloudy, low 22 tomorrow night. Wednesday, a little milder, mainly cloudy with a high of 42. You could see some mixed rain and snow Wednesday night. I'm Mackey Weather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, the, um, the weather. I mean, here we are. We're close to the end of February, isn't it? I've been... Um, I've been reading seed catalogs. I've been looking at um, uh, tree catalogs come my way. I've also uh, had a book for the last couple of years on vines, you know, know, flowering vines and things like that. And so I'm sort of like in the mode of anxious for the weather to change, to get out in the yard, to plant and grow and cut and all that stuff. But boy, here in the uh, weather forecast for tonight, you know, 10 degrees for the low, it still feels like it's a long way away. Although, 
there are those moments, right, when you walk outside and you go, look, well, what's what, right now it's 25 to 5 or so, and it's the sky's nice and bright and clear, as cold as it is. But are you like me? Do you kind of go, oh, I know it's coming, and I can feel it. And, I, you know, when you walk outside for a brief amount of time, I, I know that it's in the air. So I'm counting down. I wonder how many days, Mike. Any idea how many days it is until spring? 23. 23 more days. 23 more to days. To the official uh, start of spring. And of course, there's, you know, there's always a lag time. It doesn't sort of turn on automatically. But okay, 23 days. I'll take it. I can't wait. Very, very nice. All right. Uh, I'm looking to buy a, a new uh, riding mower this year. Are you? Yeah, you know, they're expensive. So I'm not going to buy a new one. I'm look, trying to buy like something used, which is always dicey. But anyway, that's where I am. Anyway. All right, we'll take a break, come back. Uh, Tim Uhlhoff joins us in a few minutes. We're doing some Oscar talk, uh, the Oscars and how the Academy looks at families. Stick around. Back in a few minutes. Elevate your leadership game at the L3 One Day Conference, a day to grow your leadership, your network, your future. 9 to 4, Friday, March 15th at the Marriott Pittsburgh North and Cranberry. Join L3 leadership founder Doug Smith, Heffron Tillotson's Kim Fleming, the Pittsburgh Promises Celine Gabriel, and a panel of expert guests who will inspire and train you and your team to reach your maximum potential. The L3 One Day Conference, Friday, March 15th. Register while you can at L3OneDay.com. This is going to be the year. This is the year you are finally going to get more sleep, real sleep, deep sleep, the kind where you wake up feeling fully rested, refreshed, and ready to take on the day. Well, put your head on my pillow. This is John Hall. There's no better time than now to make my pillow your pillow. Stop tossing and turning and get the support you need in your quest for a better night's sleep. Right now, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, is offering word listeners his amazing four-pack special. Order today. You'll receive two premium my pillows along with two go anywhere pillows. Plus, shipping is absolutely free. Just enter the promo code WORD at mypillow.com. Try it. And if you don't absolutely love it, return it within 60 days for a full refund. If you've resolved to get a better night's sleep, now's the perfect time to do it. Use promo code WORD at mypillow.com and make my pillow yours today. That's mypillow.com. Promo code WORD. The Pittsburgh Catholic, the widest circulated weekly newspaper in western Pennsylvania, has been keeping its faithful readers informed and inspired since March 16, 1844. To celebrate 175 years in our community, a special publication is planned for March 15th. Join this community celebration and become a part of history with your congratulatory ad. Reserve your space today at 412-471-1253. That's 412-471-1253. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com shopping. And I'll see you at the club. 
All right, so last night were the Oscars. My guess is you may have joined in, right? I mean, the ratings were not too bad television-wise if you're a movie fan. Well, Dr. Tim Uhlhoff is back with us. Tim is a professor of communications at Biola University, the author of Winsome Persuasion, Christian Influence in a Post-Christian World. And also uh, his latest is called Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Tim, welcome back to the show. Did you watch last night? I did watch. I was a former theater major, John. I was uh, I was undergrad at Eastern Michigan University. I was a theater major, so I love uh, a great movie. Excellent. Yeah, so do I. And and I like the Oscars, as weird as they are, right? <laughs> yep. They are. They're yeah, weird. it does remind me of that community as a very unique community. But I love it. I love. Uh, I, I get enthralled by a really good movie. Yeah, me too. I, I love it. I, and, and people say, "Oh, this has been a bad year for the movies." I got to be honest. I don't think there's ever been a bad year for the movies because there's always good movies to watch. Right. Oh, I would agree with that. And you know, we we rip on Hollywood. It, it's the favorite target of conservative Christians. And yet we did a podcast. I do a podcast with a psychologist called The Art of Relationships. And we did a whole thing on what the Oscars got right in the movies that they nominated uh, for Best Picture. And so I think give kudos to Hollywood that directly and indirectly they made some really good points with some of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture. Very nice. Okay, so uh, A Star is Born, Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody. uh, Black Klansman. Yeah. so we, we won't cover all of them because eight movies is a bit much. They're trying to obviously, you know, uh, strike up uh, interest and get people back into the theaters is why they increased it to eight. But, but let me, here's what I'm thinking about what Hollywood gets right. So let's take um, A Star is Born. Okay. <clears throat> okay, which I saw. Lady Gaga is phenomenal. Bradley Cooper cannot believe that's him singing. It's awesome. Yeah. He's really good. and He's uh, directed it as well. <clears throat> they make a very simple point. It's a tragic point. That love can't save a person. It just doesn't work that way. And Bradley Cooper has his demons. The movie explains why he has his demons. And she falls passionately in love with him, writes some unbelievable love songs. He even reciprocates during the movie. But this is a man who has deep problems with alcoholism. And she loves him and even recognizes his alcoholism but, but still tries to rescue him, and you know when it's not. I don't think giving anything away. This is the fourth remake of the movie. Right. Is that it has a very tragic ending because. But kudos to Hollywood in this sense. Hey, she. There's no doubt the woman loves him, but that love could not save a man who had demons and uh, for years had abused his body and his literal brain had been rewired by alcohol. Uh, And yet she tries to save him, which is what Hollywood gets wrong. On the very first date, she says to him, you're a drunk. At that point, it should have been the shortest movie in the history of Hollywood, John. It should have ended all of about seven minutes because you don't get into a relationship with a man who's an alcoholic. You just don't. So from the get-go, she recognized the problem, but still she couldn't resist. She couldn't resist for a multitude of reasons. Again, this is her way out. I mean, this is a, you know, this is a rock legend, a country western rock legend. And so she goes in for a bunch of different reasons, but she sees it as clear as a bell. And when I speak at marriage conferences, I say to people, your future is right now. So be very careful what you're seeing and don't gloss over anything because you want to go into that commitment for whatever reason. So kudos for Hollywood for saying love ultimately can't save a person, but maybe a little bit of a negative mark. She, should have, she never should have gotten into that relationship when on the very first date, 
he is fall down drunk and literally collapses in a bed and passes out. Right. That's a, that should have been, hey, I, I cannot move forward in this relationship. And so she saw the disappointment, right? She was disappointed from the get-go, but still she was in there. But, you know, as a parallel to re- the relationship, what about, you know, the relationship with the brother? Because, mm. you know, he's been there, seen it all, knows it all. He steps away. He's fed up. But eventually he comes back as well. Yeah, and, you know, here's another kudos to Hollywood is your community changes you fundamentally. Uh, that's a point we'll make with Black Klansmen is your views of race, your views of marriage, your views of sexuality, all are deeply shaped by your family of origin. So if you go to A Star is Born, you get Bradley Cooper and his older brother, who he later says he idolizes, but they both had an alcoholic father. Yeah. Not not that you can't overcome it. It seems like Lady Gaga's done a pretty good job. She even says that her father was alcoholic. So she seems to have made that transition better than Bradley Cooper. But just know that your family of origin deeply impacts how you view life, God, sex, alcohol, drugs. So when we do premarital counseling, we really do take time to say, what is your family of origin and how do you think your family has impacted you the most? And I think that's a clear message of Black Klansmen, because uh, if you watch the movie Black Klansmen and Spike Lee won Best Director, it's a fascinating movie about racism, and you meet some of the nicest white racist people ever because they have been in a community where overt racism was never squelched. It was actually applauded. So again, it's not just your family of origin that deeply impacts your thinking. It's the community you grow up in. So Black Klansmen, I think, did a pretty good job in a true life story about Ron Stallworth, the first African-American police officer in Colorado Springs, Colorado. He meets white people who are racist, but, but that's like, well, that's my community. You, that's wrong to be racist like that. Yeah. So again, it, it's important to know how your community has shaped you as well. Oh, that's really good. Tim Uhlhoff is with us from Biola University talking about last night at the Oscars. So Tim, you know, as you watch, and you're a believer, you're an evangelical Christian, I mean, does, do you sort of cry out at some point amidst all the wackiness? Because there's a lot of wackiness. Or, I mean, when I listen today to you know people like you and I talking about this on the air, there's always people sort of shaking their fists at the Hollywood elite and how they get things wrong. I mean, that community unto itself is the echo chamber that they live in. The echo chamber that we live in is certainly different. But, you know... Uh, I got I, I love movies, and I don't think yeah. that, you know. I don't think there's any concerted effort. I really don't. That, that you know, Hollywood looks at believers and thinks, you know, we're going to take these guys down, and we're going to produce movies that are systematic to to rip apart evangelical Christianity. But I think people do think that. But here's a here's a concept I'd like for your listeners to consider. It comes from a Christian philosopher. It's called Black Grace. Black Grace means if you take God out of the picture. It's actually great evidence that he exists because you see the evidence of when God is out of the picture, you see it everywhere of how it affects people. So let's go to Bohemian Rhapsody for a second. Again, Freddie Mercury, my goodness, if you've never watched the real Live Aid um, with him and Queen, some people have said it's the best 17 minutes in the history of American music. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. But here's what I want to say about, hey, Oscars, thank you for getting this right. You can't just disregard regard sexual morality. You just can't say, 
I'm going to play by my own set of rules, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to hinder my sexual dr- drive. This goes all the way back to Kinsey, the Kinsey report in 1960s. But you can't do that. And so here's Freddie Mercury, and and by the way, that movie was originally slated to be R, and Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to be Freddie Mercury, and they were going to show all of it wow. on it, probably an NC-17, but Queen, the, the surviving band members, literally came in and said, no, we don't want to do that. We want to make a PG um, uh, movie, more of a PG-13 you know, movie. Um, and so, uh, but, but they show unwanted, unbridled sexual ethic, and tragically, Freddie Mercury was taken from us way too soon because of pneumonia, AIDS-related. And so I I tip my hat and say, hey, you know what? You just can't disregard God's laws when it comes to sex and not expect to pay the consequences. And tragically, Freddie Mercury paid the consequences. I mean, what's interesting is last night during the Academy Awards and, and of course, um, uh, the Best Actor Award went to to the actor who uh, played Freddie Mercury. Right. Uh, AIDS wasn't mentioned. I mean, it kind of went right Right. by, um, you know, sort of whitewashed over. The, the whole effect that Freddie Mercury's life had and the scourge of age and, uh, AIDS and, you know, gay activism. And uh, that was uh, surprising and I think disappointing as well. Well, then, listen, I believe God absolutely broke his heart that Freddie Mercury died the way that he died. All this breaks God's heart, sure. right? Sexually transmitted diseases. I and mean, this is a world in which sex, the sexual revolution, has so shaped our country that that we're now seeing the effects of it in some ways, of saying this is tra- Now, I, I believe the church helps people, regardless of the poor decisions that they've made. We step in and help the AIDS community. We step in and help people. But they, they showed uh, some pretty wild scenes from Freddie Mercury's life. And we know from interviews in Rolling Stone magazine, he was quite frank that he would virtually sleep with anyone. Right. Uh, hey, but let's mention the, the movie that won, Green Book. Yeah. I mean- and here's what... Oh, go ahead. What was your take? I mean, because I love Green Book, but again, it was a movie that had a lot of controversy around it. Okay, but here's what I loved about Here's what I like it from a communication perspective. Maybe I should limit my comments. So you get Tony Lip, an Italian-American bouncer from the Bronx. You right. get Don Shirley, an African-American musician of the highest educated culture and refinement. And they have to drive through the Deep South together. Shirley needs uh, Tony Lip for protection. But here's the power of perspective taking. You take two people that are so diverse, and you think that trip is going to be a nightmare. I mean, these two are going to kill each other. And yet, here's what happened is they entered each other's worlds enough that Tony Lip, if you expected anybody not to be sympathetic towards Don Shirley's homosexuality, it would have been Tony Lip, right, coming from a stereotypic Italian background almost, and yet he had compassion. This perspective-taking, we argue, is, is the glue that holds relationships together and we saw powerful perspective taking in that movie that they became lifelong friends and i want to say it's a great example of stopping long enough to hear the pain in a person's perspective stopping long enough to listen to the perspective and i think green book was a marvelous example of that that's excellent i mean the truth of the matter is and you know this to be true that you know when we look at ideology or what we would consider you know propaganda from one side to the other when you sit down across from a person and look that person in the eye things change right i mean they yeah. are no longer the ideology or they know no longer that evil thing they're a living you know a person in the flesh and they're just struggling along just like you are in some ways 
And that's who we're called to witness to. That's who we're called to reach is that person next to us. So when you say AIDS community, when you say gay activist, I think of a friend named Danny who in college died of AIDS. Yeah. And so when you, when you talk about that, I immediately go to Danny, who is one of the kindest, gentlest. Uh, he coached me in, on the debate team. He was a marvelous man who, again, we had ideological differences. Yes. We had moral differences. But, so when you say AIDS community, uh, I immediately think of Danny. I think that's the powerful thing with Tony Lip. If you would have said to him, hey, what do you think of gay black men? You know, in the 1960s, he would have probably had a stereotype. But then he meets Don Shirley, and forever, his, his, uh, now that community has a face on it. And I think as Christians, we need to start putting faces on communities, even as we have disagreements with that community. We're talking to individuals, not an ideology. Yeah, to demonize the group instead of looking at the individual. I mean, I'm the same way. Whenever I was in college, a friend of mine died of AIDS. I was at his bedside. Horrible, horrible way to mm. die. But uh, I still love the guy. And you know what's interesting about Black Klansmen? So this is different from Vice, right? Vice demonizes Cheney. They demonize President Bush, right? They go that route. Well, in Black Klansmen, I thought it was fascinating that David Duke was not demonized. He was actually humanized. Now, Now, there's still big differences between, obviously, Ron Stallworth and David Duke, right? But but they humanized David Duke and didn't take shots at him. I thought that was interesting. Uh, it's obvious how Spike Lee feels about David Duke. For but, sure. but they didn't demonize him and take cheap shots at him the way I think Vice did with uh, Vice President Cheney. That's interesting. Okay, so who did you watch the uh, the Oscars with last night? Were you at home or you were, were you at a party? No, I was at home. I actually I had a ton of meetings, so I came home. And, and the best way to watch the Oscars, in my opinion, is you uh, – DVR it and then get through all the. I'm sorry, I don't even know what a grips is, but I don't want to watch who got the best grip. <laughs> so I, we like to watch the big things. Yeah. And um, so I, Noreen and I watched it. My wife and I watched it. Then uh, we had seen a bunch of them. Uh, yeah. We had seen Green Book by Klansmen, Bohemian Rhapsody, and The Star Is Born. So um, it was very interesting to be able to talk about those movies. I, I'm, I'm disappointed Black Panther didn't win per se. I thought it would. Uh, I thought it would, and I thought Glenn Close would have won. Me too. That was pretty much of a shocker. That she, and I'm really sad that Bradley Cooper didn't get nominated for Best Director. I, I thought that was a really fresh take on A Star is Born and showed us what it really looked like. You felt like you knew those two characters, and Lady Gaga was amazing as an actress. Too. Yeah, she sure was. Anyway, oh I, I'm glad that you're a lover of the movies like, uh, like I am because uh, it's always good to go to the movies and hang out for a couple of hours and get a different perspective, certainly the emotion and the beauty of it all. I mean, it's well worth the time. And let me just close with this thought, John, is we need Christian movies that have equally complex characters. Yes. Complexity is what we're missing today in the Christian arts, and I think I'd applaud a movie that had imperfect characters who are living in an imperfect world. I think that'd be really powerful. Very nice. Dr. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University. His latest book is called Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Tim, my friend, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, John. Now 
On a brand new night, it's Word FM Skate Night at Neville Rollerdrome. The first Wednesday of the month, join Kenny Woods and a live Word FM audience and skate to your favorite CCM hits with prizes and giveaways 6.30 to 9 p.m. You could win a free skate night for your family or youth group. Admission $7. Skate rental just three more. Pastors and youth pastors skate free. Word FM Skate Night at Neville Rollerdrome, beginning Wednesday, March 6th. Groups over 30 must register in advance. Email info at skatenrd.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. You own a local business and your national competition is eating your lunch, but you can beat them with our digital marketing experts. We're Salem Surround. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. To succeed in business, you need talent. You find talent at the Word FM Job Fair. Businesses know our job fairs set the standard in this town. Thanks to the caliber of this audience, highly trained, always seeking to up their game. These are loyal, hardworking, dedicated folks who'd seriously consider your offer if they only knew you had one. The Word FM Job Fair, Thursday, March 28th, 11 to 3 at the Pittsburgh Plaza Hotel Green Tree. It's anything but business as usual. Secure your presence now at 412-937-1500. I know it's Monday and uh, sunshiny and all that, but... There's a certain group of people that I'm, I'm surrounded with that, that are under trouble and disaster in their lives. And this has been going on for months and months and months. I just happened to read uh, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I'm into that. I don't, how many times in your life have you cried out to God for help? I mean, uh, you know, there's been times in my life when I was not a believer where I just cried out in my stupidity, in my confusion, in my anger, in my fear. And thank God at some point, you know, I, I count myself blessed. Of course you do. If, if you know the Lord now, if, you know, if the, if the Lord is part of your life, there's a difference. There is a difference whenever you are not in relationship and when you are in relationship with the Lord. Not to say that trouble won't find you when you're in relationship, because it will. Right? The evil one <laughs> the evil one just is there to poke his finger in our eye as much as possible. But I know that 
in my circle where there has been great tumult, just like the psalm says, there has been great disruption, lots of fear, lots of pain, lots of tears, that God is with us. So I, I hope that wherever you are today, whatever you're facing, good and bad, right? Because I, I praise the Lord whenever things are great, right? I need to do that. I always want to be grateful. The first thing in my mouth, the, the, the tip of my tongue in the morning, Lord, thank you. Thank you for seeing me through this night when the darkness is upon me. And then as the day moves forward to have gratitude and whatever comes my way, thank you for that crazy interaction or thank you for that wonderful person in my life, all those things. And then at the end of night, to look at myself and to have a list of gratitude of where God has placed me, the people that I've connected with, the things that I've done well, the things I've done foolishly or miserable, how I've sinned in my life. I thank you, Lord, for all that. And, and my hope is this, that as you listen, that you yourself recognize the Lord of the universe and give thanks first and foremost in all things. Because by doing so, it softens your heart. And it allows you to see the world in a totally different way than if we were rigid and strong in all the things in our lives. Humility, I believe, is the key. At least it's been that way for me. To try to be soft and humble and look at the world and ask for grace and forgiveness in all things. Because it's hard to be alive. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is on his way to Hanoi, Vietnam, saying he's looking forward to a productive meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong un this week. Prior to leaving Washington for the summit in Vietnam, the president expressed high hopes for his talks with Kim. I think we can have a very good. A very good summit. I think we'll have a very tremendous summit. We want denuclearization. Speaking to the nation's governors, the president also said he's in no rush on deadlines for denuclearization as long as there's no nuclear testing. If that's the case, Mr. Trump says, we're happy. That's White House correspondent Greg Clugston reporting. A good day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 60 points to close at 26,092. The Nasdaq rose by 26. The S&P advanced 3. And crude oil down $1.78. It closed at $55.48 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. This is SRNU. World Vision presents Big Daddy Weave's Alive Tour. Join Big Daddy Weave in concert as we celebrate coming to life in Christ. The Alive Tour with Big Daddy Weave. Details at BigDaddyWeave.com. Big Daddy Weave, live at Geneva College Matheny Fieldhouse, March 22nd. Tickets and info at TransparentProductions.com. TransparentProductions.com. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year? This is Kathy Emmons for Marley Financial. Whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace. Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. Call 724-884-1496 for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. 
solution. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. Call Marley now, 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. This is the Entertainment Answer. Are you looking for a family adventure in the theaters? Well, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World is a decent option. Actress America Ferrera returns to voice Astrid, who she sees as a great role model. She knows what she cares about. She knows what her strengths are. And I think it's incredible for young girls and boys to see a female character like that in a film like this. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, rated PG, now in theaters. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. Winds will lessen this evening. It'll be cold with increasing clouds tonight, low near 20, with the wind chill dipping toward 10. Tomorrow, you'll see mainly cloudy skies, staying cold with a high near 30 tomorrow. Partly cloudy, low 22 tomorrow night. Wednesday, a little milder, mainly cloudy with a high of 42. You could see some mixed rain and snow Wednesday night. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along today for the uh, Monday edition. It's the hour two of the ride home. You know, during the top of the hour, generally you know, kind of run down the hall and uh, run into the men's room there. So I'm looking at myself. <laughs> I'm being full disclosure here. I'm drying my hands in the, those gigantic machines that they have now in every men's room. I'm sure they have them. They're like gigantic turbo prop engines. So you're standing there and I'm looking at myself in the mirror. And I'm criticizing myself, which I do often. I think that's probably pretty much a lot of people. You're looking at yourself in the in the restroom mirror, and I'm and I'm opining out loud because no one's in the men's room. I'm opining out loud about the the recent haircut that I got, and I said, "Why does he do that?" Because like my hair is longer in the back. <laughs> Sorry, this is too. <laughs> this might be too much information. So I'm walking out the door, and I say out loud, "Why does he continue to do that?" Very forcefully. And, of course, there's someone standing right there, you know, a, a woman waiting for the elevator. <laughs> and she looked at me like, excuse me, crazy person, please continue down the hallway. And I said, I'm so sorry. I'm just speaking to myself out loud. 
Do you speak to yourself out loud often? Do you, do the, maybe that's why you know I'm, I'm on the radio here. Um, I, I think it's healthy to to talk to yourself, and generally, I kind of want to hear my voice because isn't there a weird disconnect when you listen to the voice in your head? The emotion or the intensity is not nearly as powerful as it is when you just voice it. Is that true? Mike, you're looking to me like this is an odd conversation, <laughs> but I believe that there's power here. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Right? Yeah. The voice in your head is different than you know your voice as you vocalize. Oh, definitely. Um, I think you know the same can be said when I just you know when you're exhorting the lack of a quality haircut or or <laughs> when you're praying. Let me let me let me bring this back theologically. I like to pray out loud. So when I when I pray, I generally don't pray silently. And I I just I need it feels more like a conversation and it feels somehow more and I know this is just me. It feels more authentic to me if I'm if my eyes are closed and I'm saying, "Lord, I love you, and I need you, and I want you in my life, and thank you for all the good. All and, and I'm just, you know, you're riffing. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's just inherent in the way that I was raised or how I think about things. But I believe that there is power in prayer that is spoken and out loud. Definitely speaking into life. Yes, I, I don't know about that, but uh, uh, yes, I don't know. Hey, um, a little later on in the show here in this hour, we're going to talk to. Uh, guy and this was something we had scheduled a long time ago about human trafficking but you boy that story that i've been uh, following along and i don't know if you as well you know whenever the story broke last week about robert Kraft, the owner of the new england patriots now i don't even care about the patriots and you know tom brady and six super bowl rings and deflate gate and all that thing that we love to jump on here in in steeler country that's just you know that's how we're wired but when you look at Robert Kraft, and as I'm reading about this sex trafficking ring that has taken place in Jupiter, Florida. Now, Jupiter, Florida, if you know anything about Florida at all, this is an area that is just crowded, just filled with multimillionaire mansions. Big, big fat money where people go, you know, to live the rest of their lives in the grand enclaves of excess. And to think that in the midst of all this, and this is going to come out in court, and because the police have videotapes of this, it's a multi-million dollar sex trafficking ring where young women, an old story, are promised one thing. They're brought over to the United States, in this instance, from China. When they got here, their passports were taken away immediately, and then... There are several of these massage parlors. That's in air quotes because they're not massage parlors. They're houses of prostitution. Then these unsuspecting poor women are shuttered from place to place to place, from one massage parlor to another in a circuit. So they may spend a week or 10 days or two weeks in one place, and then they're moved forward. So constantly moving around. These women have no access to the outside world. This is essentially slavery. Slavery, And our guest later on in the show will talk to us about some 40 million people worldwide, it's estimated, 
and I have no reason to not to dispute this number because the experts are t- telling us this, that the experts are saying 40 million people worldwide are currently held in some form of slavery. And you think, well, of course, it doesn't happen here in the United States. It would never happen in our neighborhood. Well, if it can happen in a high zip code income earning area like Jupiter, Florida, believe me, you know, it happens everywhere. It just goes to show how degrading we are to the human condition, to the beautiful human spirit, to God's creation, and to think what we do as people to other people for pleasure and profit. It's heinous. It's heinous. Have you ever think why we need a Lord and Savior? All you got to do is look at this story, Robert Kraft and Jupiter, Florida, and all these men who are preying on these young women. And, uh, I mean, it's just horrific. So thank goodness the light will shine on this. And whatever those, those, the horrors that those women endured for all those many years, a small, tiny fraction of these women are now let free. And they're able to go and live their life as God sees fit. We'll take a break. Come back. We've got lots more ahead. Uh, doctor, uh, I'm sorry, not doctor. Father Jason Sharon will join us in a few minutes. Jason's uh, always an excellent voice of wisdom. Stick around for that. Our conversation continues here in just a few minutes. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy on 101.5 WORD. WORD. Ann Wilson remembers hearing Dennis Rainey speak at a marriage getaway years ago, and she told him recently what stood out about him. Jesus was the center point. He was the anchor. He was the North Star. He was the one you followed, and that was so inspiring to me. Dave and Ann Wilson with lessons they've learned from Dennis and Barbara Rainey next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. What happened? You used to go hours without visiting the bathroom. Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to go, and you're even getting up at night to go. This is not okay. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate, the number one prostate formula, are introducing a new wonder pill, Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced, with three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. 
To celebrate, we're sending free bottles to men who want to cut down on bathroom trips. Yes, your first 30-day supply is free. Pay shipping and handling. Call 1-800-257-5387. Early research suggests that an ingredient in P3 Advanced may help support a normal prostate size. Combine that with a reduction in bathroom trips, and you have a formula you'd be crazy not to try. Get P3 Advanced free. Call 1-800-257-5387-1-800-257-5387-1-800-257-5387. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Tour any of their three North Hills campuses during Admissions Week, March 11th, and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net. 412-257-1006, extremetruck.net. Hey, before you know it, the Lenten season will be upon us. I like Lent. I like to follow along with the church calendar. I know it's not popular for a lot of people, or maybe it's just not a a traditional way for evangelicals or Presbyterians to look at that. But, you know, if you're so inclined, I think it's really important that you do look at the church calendar and see, you know, where we are in the grand story. Father Jason Sharon is with us. Father joins us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Jason, welcome. Good to see you, friend. Thanks for having me back, John. Always happy to see you, Jason. Okay, so uh, Lent starting soon. So whether it's from a um, an Orthodox perspective, um, Ukrainian Catholic perspective, or a Roman Catholic perspective, yeah. Lent starts for you next Monday. Yeah, we start uh, two days before uh, the Roman Catholics have... Uh, uh, and Protestants, Roman Catholics have Ash Wednesday. <coughs> uh, we uh, we celebrate it. Uh, we begin at the, uh, the two days before Ash Wednesday. I see on the Monday. Yeah. So one of the hallmarks of of the Lenten season is to deny. Right. You deny yourself something as a means of drawing closer yes. to the Lord. Not my will, but thine be done. You know, right. Christ in the garden. You know, Lord, let this chalice pass. Uh, but not my will, but but thine be done. You know, I was reading uh, in um, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 20, uh, a couple days ago. I was preparing for a talk I was giving to some um, some teens. Um, and, uh, you know, I came across, uh, you know, that passage where Christ says, you know, if, if you would be perfect, you let, let your righteousness surpass that of the scribes and Pharisees. Um, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven. Your righteousness has to surpass that of the scribes and Pharisees. So I, I did a, a little bit of research yeah. of what were uh, the, the the practices of the scribes and Pharisees at the time of Christ, and uh, very laudatory. I mean, they fasted twice a week. They had two days a week. Mondays and Thursdays were days of penance, and um, uh, I mean that's righteousness, you know. But our righteousness is to surpass that. And I thought, oh my, you know, how many of us devout Christians today? really fast twice a week, and uh, the numbers aren't that great. I'm sure it's tiny. You so know, are you saying that fasting in, in some ways is an act of penance? Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, there are different forms of penance that you can take, and there are different uh, degrees of a penance. Um, if you've ever seen that movie uh, uh, Mission from the early 80s with oh, Robert De Niro. fabulous Yeah, movie. great movie. And, uh, you know, the Robert De Niro character um, has to do that penance of c- carrying all the artifacts of his past life, his yeah. sword and up armor, the s- up the waterfall. You know? It's a great movie. That's a great penance. And others have just, uh, you know, you look at the small penance that, that uh, uh, Christ gave the, uh, the good thief on the cross. You know, he, uh, he actually didn't give him a penance. The man just said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the Lord looked at him and said, Today, you will be with me in paradise. He saw that his heart was already contrite. Yes. Uh, but uh, there, there are dedicated times of the year uh, when we need to fast. That's part of our obligation as Christians. Uh, you know, Christ didn't give it to us as an option. He said, when you fast, you right. know, wash your face. He didn't say, if you fast. You know, uh, Jason, sorry, you know, there's something to be said about this because I'm sure people are listening right now who were raised uh, and are actively working the Presbyterian faith, but there's something that's been lost. I mean, God bless Luther, but, you know, th- these kind of things, looking at the church calendar or looking at penance or looking at fasting, all these things that that are part of, a, a, a you know, more of an ancient tradition, somehow in the modern world, They've kind of faded away. Yeah, it's not just the Presbyterians or the Lutherans. It's it's across the board, across the board uh, in all churches, is there's this uh, kind of spirit in the air which is an indirect denial of the cross, you know, because, you know, you remember when Christ is on the cross, say, come down from the cross and then we will believe you, you know? (laughs) Right, right. And uh, in our own lives, you know, we'll believe in Christ just so long as it doesn't harm our bodies. Um, And... uh, the early Christians, I think of, you know, St. Uh, uh, well, he wasn't an early Christian. He was an 18th century Russian uh, mystic, but Theophon the Recluse, he said, anyone who's serious about the spiritual life has to know that it begins first with the stomach. First with the stomach. Makes can, sense, doesn't it? You can control the stomach, then you can control the other things that are more complicated. But if you can't control the simplest thing, your stomach, then there's trouble. The larger issues will not follow. They won't. Yeah. Okay, so then... As a means of reconciliation, penance, you as a believer during the Lenten season, you take it seriously to fast. I do. Yes, we do. Yep. Uh, the uh, The tradition in the East is for, um, I mean, it's it comes out of the monastic tradition, and it's very strict. So there's absolutely no meat. Uh, there's no fish. There's no dairy. There's no um, you know eggs. Um, some days you can have olive oil. Some days you can have fish. Um, but it, we, we are the, you know, the, the, the first vegans, if you will, or vegans, as they say, yes. uh, so long before veganism was in vogue, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Christians of the East and the monasteries and the Holy Land and Egypt, uh, they, they've been following a very strict fast. And, um, you know, if you want to see the, the, I guess people beaming with joy, you go to see the Christians in, you know, in Egypt today, uh, they have to outdo the righteousness of the Muslims and the Muslims fast during Ramadan. And the Christians in, in Egypt, uh, they have on their church calendar about 290 days a year are days of fast. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, you have to show the competition that you're serious about your relationship with God. And uh, you better do it well. So fasting does not necessarily mean that you, you're you not eating anything. No. Right? you just winnowing it down. Yeah, there are three degrees of fasting. Um 
Uh, I mean, kind of like in baseball, you have Major League Baseball, AAA, AA. You know? yeah. So um, you have the same in, in, in religious life, is that if you're really hardcore and you're experienced in a spiritual life and you're, you know, uh, then you do a black fast during times of penance, and that's during Lent. You know, we, we have to really make sure that our will decreases and his will increases, and no better way to do it than to humble yourself through the most basic thing, which is food. Uh, and that's the black fast. But that... Uh, it's very difficult the first three days, but after that, there's a real spiritual uh, euphoria that kicks in. Is that everything's gone? That's yeah. What oh, yeah. They call it a black fast. Yeah, you're nothing. drinking water. No. No. I mean, nothing. Nothing. Nothing goes in the mouth. No water. No water. No, no. Totally devoid of any yep. nourishment. Yeah. You know, black fast. You look at Christ. I mean, uh, begin his ministry, uh, 40 days in the desert, no food, no drink, right? Um, now, you you just can't do that for too long. Uh, but then there's, you know, a step beneath that is the, uh, you know, you have one meal a day and it's, uh, you know, a modest meal that's going to maintain your, your needs and, uh, but not too much of your wants. And then there's a, a third degree of fasting, which is, you know, I'll abstain from meat on, you know, Wednesday and Friday. Those right, are the right. typical days. Wednesday, the day that Judas betrayed Christ. Friday, the day that our Lord and Savior died on the cross for us. Uh, and those days you just give up meat. And uh, maybe have you know one meal and you know, two smaller meals. I see. So it's an inconvenience more than anything. Yeah, but it is still a but it's sacrifice. A fast. It's a type of fast. Right. Yep. All right, so go back. Talk about the black fast. You've done this. Yes. Yeah. Very uh, daunting and painful. You know, because you know we're in. We're, we are in charge. You know, the universe revolves around three people: me, myself, and I. But when you're fasting, you are a quivering little worm. You have no, you know, you have your 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 whole universe is just looking at a piece of bread. You everything's know? on hold. Everything's on hold, and uh, you see who's master and who's the disciple. And uh, by by the third day, it is amazing. I mean, you're you're. You're feeling great. Your 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 prayer is clear. Your thoughts are clear. Your skin is clear. There's there's medicinal benefits to it as well, but that's not why we do it. Um, and uh, you're you're joyful. Um, there's a you know just a, a light heartedness about it. Really, that comes with it. Yeah, but you got to go through those those first three days, which I'm sure are completely miserable. Okay, so I was watching um, Stephen Colbert uh, on a YouTube clip a while ago, and the actor Chris Pratt. Um, yeah. Chris Pratt was on Colbert talking about the Daniel fast. Now, this is where we are in you know 21st century Christianity, where there's something that's good and holy, and it's become now sort of a product, right? Where we're taking something like fasting and we're turning it into you know, you, I mean, yeah. there's books the and there's thing. videos and things like that. So people are going, yeah, I'm doing a Daniel fast, and you know, my skin looks great. And it's not, it's not really about Christ; it's about us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, fasting can always be uh, become an end in itself. You know, I'm going to use, uh, I, I'm going to fast uh, because it's, I just want to do it. I right. want to, you know, show that I'm great and an and, ego thing and an some ego way. thing. Yeah, but uh, it, it is essentially a means. It's a means whereby through this. Christ increases and and I decrease. Um, uh, we just have to, you know, guard our mouth and guard our stomach. And if if we can demonstrate before the Lord that that we're faithful in that small thing uh, of guarding our mouth, you know, the words that come out and the food that goes into it, then He's going to entrust us with greater things. So you're saying the two go hand in hand. The guarding of the mouth uh, is oh. part of the fast as well. Oh, oh, not just that. I mean, um, there's if you can guard your mouth. And you know the words that come out of it. Yes. Um, and you know you should talk less during Lent as well. You know more meditative and contemplative. 
and eat less, uh, it's not just those things that are influenced. I mean, it, it's your your anger levels go down. Partly physiologically, you just don't have the you know the energy to invest in a long fight. You know, you're, you're more resigned to the divine will, um, and uh, uh, you know, the pride goes down. I mean, the the lust goes down because lust is connected to eating of meat. Uh, the spiritual fathers say, and so is anger. So uh, you know, there's a, kind of a you're killing two birds with one stone through fasting. Uh, it's the, the the defeat of the demon of lust and the def- and the defeat of the demon of anger and the defeat of anger and lust invariably is connected with you know the the, the fifth commandment of murder. So as Monday, we're a week away from the start of of the Lenten season from from your faith perspective. Will you do this now, uh, starting on Monday and throughout those forty days of Lent? Yeah, well, my goal—I don't, you know, brag in front of the whole the whole world on on, on radio, yeah, but be careful of that. Uh, right? <laughs> well, I'll lose my I'll lose any any good graces I'll get in God's. But uh, you know, the tradition is that uh, that first, second, and third day you do the the black fast, and then um, uh, I'm talking of the monastic tradition. Yes, and then I'm not a monk, but. Um, uh, I'd like to try it again this year. It helped me out last year, so I figure I might as well give it a shot again. And then, uh, obviously, on uh, on uh, Good Friday, uh, Holy and Great Friday, we call it, and Holy and Great Saturday, also black fasts. Um, and uh, but then the rest of the of the Lent, you just you know forego meat and try and forego dairy. Um, I mean, it, these are monastic uh, kind of uh, requirements. But you know, for those of us who are living in the world and have kids and and we have social functions and whatnot, uh, I mean, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. And sure. you, you would lose, I think, a lot of uh, you know the grace and merit before God's eyes if you're doing this to make a show of it. So, uh, but you find out what what your comfort zone is, and then you just uh, you know dial it back a little bit so that you're in an, in an uncomfortable zone. But not so much so that people are going to notice. Right. You know? I think God would take greater greater pleasure in seeing my you know my servant doing this and no one noticing it in silence. Yeah. What about as you go through this period, your prayer life, the the two together, fasting and prayer together? Can you can you oh, describe yeah. what your prayer life is like? Well, there's the, the fast of the demons. You know, the fast of the demons is uh, those men and well, women who fast but don't pray because the demons they don't eat anyways. You know, so if, if we go through Lent without eating, and we go through Lent and not having the time to pray to our Lord, then we're no better than the demons because they go through their existence. They don't have bodies. They don't eat anyways. So they're always fasting in one sense, you know, right. but they, they never pray. So uh, if it, it's, just, it's one arm in the, in the spiritual struggle is fasting, but you have to employ the other arm, which is a life of prayer, you know, morning, noon, night. Uh, and then there's a third arm, if you want to uh, extend the analogy, and that third arm is uh, almsgiving, uh, the, the money that you would save on all of this food. And it really adds up over the course of, of 40 days. Uh, that money um, you set aside, and uh, you can really make, make someone's life uh, a lot easier. You know, you 500 bucks, give it, college kid. Look, look at the smile on his face. Who pay for his books for a semester? Fabulous. Yeah. So obviously, you're a married man with children. Um, have you done this with your wife? Is that even viable? She can, but she's got to raise her kids. Yeah, it, it, it's difficult that way because now the fasting requirements don't apply. For example, to a pregnant or a nursing sure. uh, mother, um, and obviously to kids. And uh, you know, most of our married life, she's either been in that category of you know pregnant or nursing. Right. Uh, so. Um, uh, but uh, we, we do try to follow it. Uh, I mean, it, it's just uh, it, it is difficult to do it with 
you know, with a family and kids in there. But, uh, I mean, what I try and do is that, you know, when you sit down, you have a meal with the family. I, I just eat what's there before me. Um, and if if I can, you know, forego maybe a, you know, a meat side, then that's that's what I do. I see. And I don't make an issue out of it. But uh, definitely, though, on Fridays and, and, and Wednesdays, uh, no meat. Father Jason Sharon joins us. Uh, he is part of Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, PA. So, uh, Jason, I don't know about you, but I love this season. And this this is like, you know, you can feel that there is something in the air. I, I don't want to over-spiritualize or over-romanticize this. But the Lenten season, as it draws us closer to think about Christ's journey towards the cross, there's something deeply powerful we're about to enter into. That's true. And I... And, uh you read in the newspapers the beginning of Lent, you'll always see a confirmation from the demons uh, of this, because invariably, year after year after year, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, you'll see some kind of attack on the church uh, arise during uh, during Lent, uh, some kind of attack on those who love Christ. And if you if you if you try watching it, you'll see it every year. It, it always comes up. Um, and so to me, that's always confirmation that, yeah, God's real, because uh, if he weren't, this, this wouldn't be happening. You know, the fact that uh, the evil one is trying to tear down uh, Christ and those who love him uh, every time that Lent uh, comes around is confirmation of that. And there's a, there's a real, I find, uh, uh, focus that comes during this time of year, um, a, a renewed uh, emphasis on why we're here. You know, uh, this this life is a, is a is a testing ground. Um, it, it's a it's a preparatory uh, uh, theater, if you will, uh, for for Broadway. And that that great production is awaiting us on the other side when the curtain call comes. And uh, the Lord just wants to see: Are we willing to discipline our body? Are we willing to discipline our speech? Are we willing to discipline ourselves in the spending of money? Are we willing to be disciplined in all of these minor things? And especially during these, you know, the, the the penitential season of Lent, and if we're faithful in that, then uh, boy, has he got a great and, and, and amazing reward prepared for those who love him. Wonderful. Well, Jason, thanks. Thanks for coming on here. I always appreciate your journey, the perspective that you bring, and uh, certainly as we enter into this uh, season of Lent for you next week, uh, early on in the week, the Monday, and everybody else follows along uh, on the Wednesday. Be praying for you, brother. Thank you. I, I just want to close with seven uh, pieces of advice from St. Anthony in yes. the third century. He said, you know, this time of year is that we always have to keep God at the center uh, before our eyes. Um, we have to act according to the sacred scriptures, not be busy jumping around from place to place, you know, because the devil wants to distract us away from our obligations, to not trust in our own righteousness, um, and to not dwell on the memories of the past, but to guard our mouth, to guard our stomach, and to trust that Jesus is our Lord. That's it. Very nice. Always good, Jason. Thanks so much for that good word. Father Jason Sharon, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. We'll take a break, come back. We've got lots more ahead. We're going to talk about um, human trafficking and Robert Kraft. Stick around for that. A moo-moo here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84, Pennsylvania. Not only will you enjoy watching the heifers in the field and the baby calves in the mini barnyard, but you should also come hungry for our fabulous farm-fresh cooking. Step inside the Springhouse for hot roast beef sandwiches, turkey and stuffing, hickory smoked ham, stuffed cabbage rolls, real mashed potatoes, and a whole lot 
more. A different menu each day. The locals tell their friends that our famous chocolate milk is the official drink of the spring house. And be sure to save room for apple pie, ho-ho cake, Oreo cheesecake, or lots of other from-scratch goodies for dessert. Have I made you hungry yet? Let us share a little of our farm with you at the spring house. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Compassion International presents Casting Crowns Only Jesus Tour. With very special guest, Zach Williams and Austin French. Casting Crowns. Performing songs from their brand new album, Only Jesus. Along with many of your favorite Casting Crowns hits. Casting Crowns Only Jesus Tour. With very special guests, Zach Williams and Austin French. Live at PPG Paints Arena, 7 p.m. Saturday, March 9th. Less than 2,000 seats remain at ppgpaintsarena.com. Looking for a challenging hands-on education, one that fosters curiosity, builds confidence, and cultivates a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and more. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve at jubileecs.org. You see them all around town. Cintas Trucks and their service reps taking care of customers. When companies use Cintas, you know they're confident and ready. Cintas helps with their fire protection and first aid and safety programs, handles their apparel solutions, and helps keep their facility and restrooms clean and stocked. So you know those companies care about their employees, facilities, and image. When all those things work together, they're ready for business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. To succeed in business, you need talent. You find talent at the Word FM Job Fair. Businesses know our job fairs set the standard in this town. Thanks to the caliber of this audience, highly trained, always seeking to up their game. These are loyal, hardworking, dedicated folks who'd seriously consider your offer if they only knew you had one. The Word FM Job Fair, Thursday, March 28th, 11 to 3 at the Pittsburgh Plaza Hotel Green Tree. It's anything but business as usual. Secure your presence now at 412-937-1500. You know, as your kids get older, it's harder to connect with them when they're away at college. I've got a boy who's a junior at Grove City, and, you know, thanks for the miracle of text, we're able to stay in touch pretty, pretty close, at least more than a few times a week. We're back and forth, back and forth. But, you know, I have a set date. On Sunday evening, I'll say, hey, are you free for a phone call? And, of course, we're good to go. We know that that's our time to talk. So I'm having a conversation with him, and somehow it the conversation wound away to the ancient fathers, the early church fathers, and what that looked like and who those people were and the strength they brought to that. And, you know, when our conversation was over about 25 minutes later, I got off the phone and I thought, Sometimes I don't even know that's my son anymore. He's become this different person. He's become this fully formed man who's got thoughts and opinions and strengths of his own. And I I know that happens in everyone's life. But to have a son who's working every day on his faith at Grove City College, it means the world to me. And my guess is it means the world to him. He's growing up fortified by the ancients, and he sees the intellectual heft, the spiritual disciplines of what it is to be a man in a broken and brutal world. So 
If your child's looking at a college now, I'd highly recommend because my boy's there and I see the growth in his life, the change in his life that only Christ can provide. And it's delivered every day by the excellence of the teachers and administrators at Grove City College. Look online, gcc.edu. Winds will lessen this evening. It'll be cold with increasing clouds tonight, low near 20, with the wind chill dipping toward 10. Tomorrow, you'll see mainly cloudy skies, staying cold with a high near 30 tomorrow. Partly cloudy, low 22 tomorrow night. Wednesday, a little milder, mainly cloudy with a high of 42. You could see some mixed rain and snow Wednesday night. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. I was talking to you last week about uh, uh, tennis great Martina Natravalova. And she came under fire talking about uh, transgendered men and women, however that looks, in professional tennis. And she, she brought this up because she's, you know, Martina Natralova has come out as a gay woman in 1981. And when you look at you know, the cultural landscape, that may as well have been 100 years ago. But she was bold enough to come out in 1981. Now, within the gay community, she's looked at, rightfully so, as an elder statesman. So she brought up transgendered athletes, specifically men who are transitioning into women and then competing as women, but still holding a man's body and doing so with great success. Not surprising, right? I mean, there's a biological, physiological difference from a man to a woman. But for a lot of transgenders who are transferring over, transitioning over from a man to a woman, they hold an upper edge as they compete athletically. Such is the case what happened over the weekend in New Haven, Connecticut. Andrea Yearwood is a 17-year-old junior at a place called Cromwell High School, one of two transgendered high school sprinters in Connecticut who are transitioning to female. Now, Andrea Yearwood finished second in the 55-meter dash at the State Open Indoor Track Championships. And the winner, a transitioning transgender by the name of Terry Miller of Bloomfield High School, set a girls' state indoor record. Now, the third person in that race who placed was a woman, a female, born a female, living as a female. But the first two top spots were men transitioning as women. Last month, I'm sorry, last year, both Andrea Yewood and the Terry Miller, they were one and two in the state championships. Now, how could that be fair? How can that be right? I don't know what your perspective is on transgender, you know, and all that. But clearly, what you see is not what you get. And especially in the realm of high school sports. Because if it was your daughter and your daughter was trying to compete unsuccessfully against men, well, then you would see the hypocrisy of it all. So Martina Natralova, a world-class, a champion, Wimbledon and beyond for decades has spoken out and now she is the enemy of the gay community. It's ridiculous. It just goes to show you how far afield we've gone and what our country is looking like. 
that what is before you is truth when you see a man's body and a woman's body and to know how upside down we are and dare the person, even someone like Martina Natrilova, who was a champion of the sport, has now spoken out and now she's on the outside. That's where we are in this crazy upside down world. We'll take a break and come back. We got lots more ahead. Stay with us. We're going to talk about Robert Kraft. We're going to talk about what it is to be human trafficked. Some 40 million people worldwide are in that position right now. Stay with us. 101.5 WORD. Now, a fantastic way to make the day count for only Jesus. Enter the Casting Crown's Only Jesus Getaway Giveaway. We're giving away two grand prizes, a getaway trip for two to the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., and a getaway for two to see Casting Crown's live in concert, plus Casting Crown CD catalogs and more. Jesus is the only name to remember. Register to win at wordfm.com slash contests. At Accurate Solutions Group, we're known to consort with pirates, penguins, and even panthers, and of course the Steelers. Maybe fans of Pittsburgh's most beloved sports teams turn to us because they know we're Yinzers too. So whether you're a pirate fan, penguin, panther, or Steelers, or all of the above, give us a call. I'm Kurt Kanodik. Ethan and I will help you get to where you need to be. Retirement is what we do, independent is what we are, and fiduciary is how we practice. Retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. A retirement blueprint from Accurate Solutions Group. It's customized and personalized to your unique situation. Call 412-515-3555. It's never too late and it's never too early. 412-515-3555. Or visit asgretire.com. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Tour any of their three North Hills campuses during Admissions Week, March 11th, and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's one place. Elevate your leadership game at the L3 One Day Conference, a day to grow your leadership, your network, your future. 9 to 4, Friday, March 15th at the Marriott Pittsburgh North and Cranberry. Join L3 leadership founder Doug Smith, Heffron Tillotson's Kim Fleming, the Pittsburgh Promises Celine Gabriel, and a panel of expert guests who will inspire and train you and your team to reach your maximum potential. The L3 One Day Conference, Friday, March 15th. 
Register while you can at L31Day.com. A few months ago in Jupiter, Florida, a health inspector went into a, um, a massage parlor. A, a typical massage parlor, not what you would think of as you know a sex massage parlor, but apparently they, they do these inspections in Florida. And so this health inspector noticed that there were these um, hot plates, that there was some disarray, that there was some suitcases around, and he thought, you know, something doesn't look right. So he contacted the local police, and the local police started to go into these, this massage parlor, and uh, they confirmed the suspicions of the health inspector. Uh, this this health inspector's suspicions provided a, a sprawling investigation across four counties in two states, Florida and New York, over eight months, resulting in the disruption of what authorities say was a multi-million dollar human trafficking and prostitution operation. Now, I mean, this is heinous. Our next guest, uh, Raleigh Sadler. He speaks and writes on the topics of vulnerability and human trafficking. Raleigh has written for the Gospel Coalition and uh, the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, among others. In 2013, Raleigh Sadler began a, a movement called Let My People Go, which grew into a nonprofit organization that comes alongside and empowers local churches to address the injustice of human trafficking in a holistic and Christian manner. Uh, Raleigh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us here today. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, our, our, our pleasure. Vulnerable is your new piece, Rethinking Human Trafficking, a brand new book out. So, I mean, Raleigh, just the weird timing of last week where the uh, the president, the owner of the New England Patriots football uh, uh, program was brought down. This is in many ways a, a good news for you and for anyone who's interested in helping those 40 million people who are human trafficked around the world, wasn't it? You know, it's interesting because this just shines more light. It shines a spotlight on something that's been happening consistently. And it reminds us also that those who traffic as well as those who are sex buyers, they may not look like the images that we have in our minds. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they may be people who have means. They may be people who even look just like us, but we we kind of need something jarring like this to shake us up so that we realize that anyone can be a trafficker, anyone can be a sex buyer, and anyone can be trafficked. Right. And it happens around us even though we're not aware of it. So for, 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 all, for anybody who's not uh, so informed, give us a definition what you mean by human trafficking. I would say that human trafficking is the exploitation of vulnerability for commercial gain. Fair enough. And so these young women in Jupiter, Florida, brought over from China under the guise of one thing. But then once they got here, this is typical. Their passports are taken away. They're put into this position of slavery. Um, These women weren't going to go anywhere until they paid off this huge debt. They were essentially at the mercy of these men who brought them over here, right? Right. Their freedom of movement was taken away. They were forced to really they were forced into slavery and oftentimes we don't see this because we just think oh well that's just another that's just another massage parlor you know they're everywhere we don't we don't really go any deeper than that and i feel like the majority of people who are victimized due to human trafficking they're they're hidden in plain sight right behind our assumptions right so what do you hope to do, Raleigh? I mean, there are many people who are out there trying to be a, a voice in the wilderness to shine light on this. With your work, with Let My People Go, what is the work is exactly that you're trying to work through? 
So we work with churches to help empower them to fight human trafficking, this mega issue impacting as many as 40.3 million people around the world. We want to empower churches to fight human trafficking by loving those most vulnerable. Because if you focus on those who are vulnerable in your community, whether that be um, your immigrant neighbor, your homeless neighbor, your neighbor who's in a single-parent single household or impacted by incarceration, when you're caring for that neighbor, you're going to find yourself caring for the person who could be trafficked, who is trafficked, or who has been trafficked, because traffickers are intentionally looking for those who are trapped in the margins. Now, your neighbor doesn't just have to be in one of those categories. Your neighbor could also just be looking for love or acceptance. But at the end of the day, when we actually know what's going on around us and we try to engage that, we're putting ourselves in a place where we can do prevention, intervention, and aftercare all in one fell swoop just by loving that person that a trafficker would target. I see. Okay, so this health inspector just happened to go look at this massage parlor a few months back in Florida. But, you know, that's someone who's sort of trained into what to see in their particular area of expertise. But somebody like me or our listeners out there, for the most part, we're driving by people who probably, you know, in some ways, we've gone by people who are being human trafficked, but we miss the opportunity. We don't see the sign. So how do we train ourselves to look for the obvious things that we should be seeing? You know, I think one very easy thing that we can do, and it's easy to do, but it's hard to implement sometimes, and that's to, to trust your gut. You know, a friend of mine used to call it the uh-oh feeling. There's that moment when you see something and you're like, this isn't okay, but maybe, maybe I'm just reading this wrong, or maybe I ate bad pizza. I don't know. There's something going on over here, though, you know, we just walk away. We don't engage. And what I encourage people to do is if you ever see something like you see someone that you think is potentially being abused or you see something that looks like someone is being forced into prostitution, you can call 911 or 311 and ask for a welfare check. You can call the Human Trafficking Hotline, which is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. But I would say the first thing you should do is trust the uh uh-oh feeling, that moment where you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I need to do something. Calling someone is a good start. Yeah. Okay, so I did not know that there was such a thing as a human trafficking hotline. Clearly, the the government or private industry is involved in this. Their people are doing the heads-up work. So if if you call out, you know, uh, what happens? The police show up or someone starts to investigate some small thread, yeah? So when you call the Human Trafficking Hotline, this is powered by the PolarisProject.org, and they are kind of like the Grand Central Station I see. of the anti-trafficking, of all like domestic anti-trafficking networks. And so what they do is you tell them, hey, this is what I see. Um, you give them detailed notes, and they will contact those who are getting results in that area. So they may contact federal law enforcement. They may contact local law enforcement. But they will send a brief report to them, and then the officers will follow up on it. Fabulous. Okay, so how will this play out? When you look at what happened last week in Florida, is there a particular pattern that we should expect for this to come to some conclusion? I mean, this is just kind of essentially someone sticking their finger in a, in a you know, massive hole. There's always more people behind them. But th- there should be a positive outcome of what, what's about to take place. Someone's going to go to jail here, don't you think? You know, I hope so, but what I hope more than someone facing 
justice is that we realize that this is just a snapshot. This is a Polaroid. This is a picture of something that happens every single day. And it's a reminder that the people that we have in our mind as the quote-unquote shady people, they're not the only ones doing this. It's the respectable people. It's the people who have it all together. It's the people that we aspire to. It's people like us, even. And so until we're willing to realize that, you know, we kind of live in a glass house and we all have issues and we're not just saying, oh, well, that person's doing this. And we realize, no, like, anyone can be a perpetrator. Until we realize that, we're not going to really go forward. And so I think, for me, not only do I want to see justice come in this particular situation, but I want us to do justice to what's actually happening so that we realize that anyone can be a sex buyer and we have to be cognizant and vigilant enough to be able to to see this in real time. Excellent. From the ministry, Let My People Go, and the author of the brand new work called Vulnerable, Rethinking Human Trafficking, Raleigh Sadler has been with us. Sadler has been with us. Raleigh Sadler, you can find Vulnerable, of course, uh, wherever you buy fine books. Raleigh, thanks an awful lot. Uh, really appreciate your advocacy on those who have no voice. Praying for those who are held captive, 40 million worldwide, sex slaves and otherwise held against their own will. Compassion International presents Casting Crowns Only Jesus Tour. With very special guest Zach Williams and Austin French. Casting Crowns. Performing songs from their brand new album, Only Jesus, along with many of your favorite Casting Crowns hits. Casting Crowns Only Jesus Tour. With very special guests Zach Williams and Austin French. Live at PPG Paints Arena, 7 p.m. Saturday, March 9th. Less than 2,000 seats remain at ppgpaintsarena.com. The Pittsburgh Catholic, the widest circulated weekly newspaper in western Pennsylvania, has been keeping its faithful readers informed and inspired since March 16, 1844. To celebrate 175 years in our community, a special publication is planned for March 15th. Join this community celebration and become a part of history with your congratulatory ad. Reserve your space today at 412-471-1253. That's 412-471-1253. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. <laughs> yeah. How about that win last night? Seriously, I, I need to go back on this. Don't you love? I, I I love weird weather things because we we think that we're you know oh we're in control. I'm 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 here in my house and you know I've got my laptop and I can click a button and I'm going to talk this and. But then when something weird happens, like, you know, gigantic snowfalls or flooding or in last night's instance, the wind, I love the wind. I mean, I love to feel that. It's so mighty. I remember one time uh, I was up in a tree stand. You ever you know, you up in a tree stand, you're hunting and it was blowing. And I, I remember like holding onto this tree and I'm going, Lord, please don't let this tree break. Please keep me safe. Cause this is, I was scared. I thought, I thought I'm going to come flying out of this thing and I was way up high. 
So I love that. I mean, it's just a reminder to me that I think I got that going on or I'm all that. And just, you know, a gust of wind reminds you that I am soft and vulnerable and I need the Lord more than anything. It's just a really good sort of gut check. So for anybody who's without power right now or you've got downed trees or property damage or anything like that that's happened because of that wind, yeah, God bless you. I hope you're going to be okay. But for the rest of us who've gone through this and we think we got that, all that's good to go, man, humble yourself before the Lord because it's just always a a great reminder to know we are not as mighty as we might think we are. We are just this minutia, and the Lord of the universe has got us with a little gentle puff of the wind from his perspective. Anyway, hey, thanks for being with us. Always appreciate your time here as you make your way home, wherever you are this evening. I pray that you have the righteousness, the humility, the love of your Christ, the Lord Jesus in your heart and on the tip of your tongue and the glint of your eye as you look at the world and engage and equip those around you. Starts at home, doesn't it? So as you make your ride home, peace be with you. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Have yourself a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.